Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. Six oh nine on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till ten o'clock this morning. Now it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day! But I promise you, we're going to talk to our board op Kathy and change the music that we will rejoin. We certainly don't need the slow down mellow for this morning. Oh my God! Anyway, Dan Zarrow, you have no idea how. <laughs> funny it is your reaction to that song I just heard, now i i'm listening I'm like what it because felt like the, the, someone the, slammed on the brakes about 45 minutes ago before we went on the air for first news Kristen yeah. and kathy were having a discussion about whether <laughs> to add love songs and they both decided that it would make you pretty upset and that we should absolutely so do it because of it. that okay, yeah sorry can, to throw you ladies under the bus but uh, that was hilarious am i that predictable i guess so you I, absolutely some are. days i can yeah. be yeah i i heard that, that was a trigger <laughs> I, I, that was a trigger for me triggered <laughs> by reunited all right ah, and it's only six ten in the morning <laughs> all right the good news is the roads are clear oh much better than this time yesterday <laughs> aren't right? they yeah how much snow did we end up getting 15 inches in north jersey get out yeah. really yeah so, now a lot of wow. that has since melted I, yeah. I think what's really impressive not just the storm what it produced but then the sun came out nice high sun angle yeah. above freezing temperatures and uh well all the snowmen and snow women across new jersey yeah. are looking pretty flat this morning but it was um it, it uh, the afternoon was just not bad yeah it was fine it was fine the morning was a problem and there were so many accidents uh Tons. yesterday morning you know because of that transition because of the timing of everything so happy to say it's a much uh, happier situation on the road yeah. how morning. about the rest of the week how are we looking couple little snow chances yeah. we're watching uh number one is going to be tomorrow evening tomorrow around dinner time little snow shower or rain shower we could see some light accumulations maybe an inch in north okay. jersey then saturday morning we'll see some more light snow maybe an inch or two that could be a a little more widespread so a bit yeah. more wintry weather to start the weekend so friday though driving traveling should be fine fine just and a little blustery i mean we're back on the cold side of the world it yeah. feels like february that's going to be the case through the middle of the week there's nothing big just these you know little wrinkles it's it's a pretty typical winter pattern setting sunday uh, Sunday looks fine. Uh, oh, as we good. clear away, uh, we'll start to see those clearing skies. I think I've got sun and clouds in upper 30s. So yeah. chilly, but dry. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Eric, you think that was it? That was our, uh, we were asking for one snowstorm. Can we get one? Doesn't feel like it. It felt like that was a 10-minute snowstorm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked it. I actually liked driving home in it. Yeah, I did too. <clears throat> um, I did too. But I got the driveway cleared as soon as I got home. And then, you know, the sun hit the blacktop and it's, Perfectly dry, perfectly no clear. Uh, mixed guys at Longford uh, Landscaping came out yesterday. They're they're great. They're, their crew is awesome. All, all he has got are. great staff. I yeah. mean, it, they're quick, they're effective, and it's done in minutes. and uh, And I was glad because I I I looked at some of the uh, some of the areas this morning. If you didn't clear it, oh, right, you're you got a slushy mess. Well, and then you know the it'll freeze over, and then right, you have. Right. I mean, it's, it's a mess. You know, that happened to me uh, two storms ago. The first one we had, I left it, and it was just it was just gross. It was ice, 
Um, but uh, I don't know. Now, today's Valentine's Day. You guys do anything? for? I mean, it's a Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday if you're yeah. Catholic and you're have taken ashes and, and not eating meat today. So typically I will make dinner on Valentine's Day. We may actually push that to the weekend because we both have a lot of stuff going on today. Yeah. Um, but it was also, and it was... Wasn't planned this way, but it was coincidental that that's when Sandra and I got engaged. No kidding. We did it on Valentine's Day. No, again, it was not. In t- it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do it on Valentine's Day. It just literally fell that way on the calendar because we did it at our favorite restaurant in the Dominican Republic. That's cool. So you know, it just turned out that it was going to be. Yeah. You know, did she know you were going to ask her? She had no idea. Um, and talk about you know, we. I think you did a topic on this at one point where yeah. people were were talking about going through airport security so i had her her yes ring. going through the airport security with the ring yes so it, it was <laughs> it was a nightmare because in she said in retrospect now there were all these little signs like why didn't you want to go through the same airport security <laughs> line that i was <laughs> going funny. through and it's because i had this ring i had this beautiful custom ring made uh from barry berman at ford's jewelers um in woodbridge and i had it hidden in my CPAP machine. <laughs> and it's hilarious. When it goes through, you know, they're gonna see it in the x-ray. They were gonna so I I had to pull the TSA guy aside and say, hey, listen, when you scan this, you're gonna see that this ring is in there. That's my, you know, hopefully soon to be fiance over there. Please don't open this up in front of her. Oh, that's funny. And he was like, I got you. Okay. And did they cover and you? They, they covered me. <laughs> yeah, they covered me. And then, and then I was That's just great. nervous. And then we were in the resort for a couple of days. And, you know, I couldn't hide it in the safe because she would go in out of right. the safe all the time because there's you do? stuff in there. Carry it around with so you? So it's, I didn't carry it around with me. I hid it somewhere else in the room um, in my clothing and then pulled it out. There's, it was a whole big thing. It, the, the comedy of errors actually <laughs> leading up to the moment. <laughs> um, was was just insane, and I, and I did you at a restaurant? So would you <clears throat> drop to one knee in the middle of the restaurant? I did. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Did you yep. alert the staff? Did they know you were going to do that? Yes, the staff knew. Um, everybody knew, and in, in, and we, I had hired a photographer, and uh, this cool. photographer was like this six foot seven, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyed Norwegian dude. <laughs> Who is trying to look inconspicuous in this tiny French restaurant in the Dominican Republic? In the Dominican right. Republic, and you know, so he, he, I said to him at one point, I said, "Listen, here's what you need to do." I said, "Just pretend it's Valentine's Day. Just pretend that you're taking pictures of other happy couples." Right. So he was trying to do that, and then he got ready, and the whole restaurant was in it because these are all friends of ours down there, and we've been going there for years. So we yeah, knew, yeah. So we they knew, knew all these people, and it, and it was it turned out to be a wonderful day. But the but the comedy of errors leading up to it from the time that we left New Jersey <laughs> was just yeah, I love it. All right, what are your plans for Valentine's Day? Uh, are you uh, are you doing something tonight? If you're Catholic. All of a sudden, it uh, I I forgot, but producer Kristen reminded me today is Ash Wednesday, and it looks like the diocese of Trenton. I'm going to look up Metuchen and see what they're doing. Um, no dispensation, so that means ashes, fasting, no meat today. Are you uh, celebrating Valentine's Day, or are you uh, looking at today as Ash Wednesday, or are you just saying I'm going to punt on the whole thing and I'm not worried about it? But what special plans do you have today, if any? One eight hundred. 
283-101.5 is my number. 616 is the time. Traffic and weather next. It's 622 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadiot. Now, producer Kristen. Yes. Huey Lewis is always acceptable. Thank you. I'm a big fan. I think we compromise. All right. So this is a good balance. Okay. But what what the hell was that at 6 o'clock? That, that was all Kathy. That was painful. It it felt like uh, like 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 someone put on the brakes on a train mm. in a cartoon and it screeches to a halt and it just... Yeah, it had the desired effect. That was exactly that was what that was you exactly wanted. what we were looking for. Oh, or no, you you were looking for. I did not choose that. Song. I, I, Dad said he saw no. my face. I'm like, what? What is playing on this station? <laughs> but no, Huey Lewis totally appropriate. I love Huey Lewis. Yeah, he's great. Yes, yeah. He's okay, gone so, now, right? No, is he still around? Wow. Sorry, he is very much alive. That's terrible. Yeah, not, you haven't he's heard not, from him in he, well years, that's right? Because he he's got some ear thing. He can't ah, hear correctly shame. or something, so uh, he did put well, out. I just put him in the song. grave, and I you had no sure idea. Did. That's terrible. Please don't do that. Oh, terrible! But it's true though. You you they, you could do a whole thing on that. How many people you think? Wow, where are they now? And then you find out. I, There's a lot, right? Yes. No, you I agree with you. You'll you find out they're dead. He was a good one though. Yeah. I would have if that. you had said if you had told me he was dead. But of course, last year, wow. right? Yeah. Last year. Specifically. I would have filled in the blanks. I'd have like, <laughs> yeah, that ear thing, and then he's gone. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, can we agree on on uh, upbeat? Upbeat, uh, love ish. So, song. but it's Valentine's Day. Yes. It's also Ash Wednesday. Yeah, I know. You're Catholic. I'm Catholic. Yes. So this is a thing. Yeah. So I've gone through it just so we're clear. If okay. you're so, there are there's the Archdiocese of Newark. Right. There's the Diocese of Trenton, Camden, Patterson, and Metuchen. Correct. So far, Trenton and Trenton has weighed in, mm-hmm. saying no dispensation. Right. I can't find anything. The in Patterson and Newark, uh-huh. they've said they're erring on the side of. Uh, the, the statement was that Valentine's Day takes a backseat to Ash Wednesday, uh, but that's okay. unclear. So th- this is considered a day of um, abstinence, which means no meat, right? And you got to eat fish. Correct. Just like every it, Friday. In my opinion, life. though, like if the church is going to, and I'm not a big believer they should modernize most. I think we ought to go back, but that's a well, different agree. story. But the meat thing, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there are some fish dishes that are way more extravagant, way more expensive and nicer than, than meat. Yeah, but you don't have to have fish. I'm just saying. Uh, pizza Fridays. Good, great excuse. I love pizza, though. That's like, that's it's right. just not a sacrifice pizza, I Right. Like pizza? I mean, I'm thinking about clams and spaghetti. I'm thinking about... I can think of a, a number of meals that I would love. I don't know. So are you going to eat meat today? No. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not either. No, I'm going to follow it. I mean, I I just think that should be upgrade. Like, I think the, the idea is the fasting, to go without. But they define the fasting as one regular meal and two smaller meals. Right. But there are days where I only eat one regular meal normally. You never eat. Right. Because I, I just, right. right. So different schedules. So I, I don't know. What are you, are you guys going to celebrate? Are you going to S- celebrate Ash Wednesday? No, Valentine's <laughs> I Day. Like, I mean, what? Celebrate Ash Wednesday. Will we you get, get ashes. ashes today? Yes, I'll take we'll take. Now that take I don't kids. know. I don't know what the day yeah. is going to hold. I'll I'm take, not so sure about ashes. Here's the thing. So we we recently moved yeah. uh, to Monmouth County. So right. we're technically living in the, di- the Diocese of Trenton, but we still go to our old church, which Got is it. in the Diocese of Metuchen. 
So I will so, keep you posted. If Matuchin yeah. says well, you're going to have I, me. I, I, you know, I know a guy. I know a guy in there. I can text and we'll find out. Let's find out. Yeah. All right. Let's find yeah. out. Thank you, Kristen. All right. It is Ash Wednesday. It is Valentine's Day. Uh, two questions. Uh, which side are you on? Are you, uh, you going to observe any fasting today as the season of Lent starts 40 days between now and Easter? And, uh, or will you get ashes today? I, you know, I'm finding fewer and fewer people, it seems, on Ash Wednesday will have ashes on their forehead. Uh, are you one of them? 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 627 is the time. Eric Scott with your news next. Six thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spady on this Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's also Ash Wednesday. So if you are um, Christian, if you're Catholic, a member of certain Protestant churches, you uh, uh, will be getting ashes today. And uh, there's no dispensation from what we have found in any of the dioceses in New Jersey. So uh, that would put today in what would be considered a fasting day and so basically what that means is no meat and you'll uh, no snacking in between meals one big meal a couple of small ones so the question that i have for you is are you going to go get ashes doesn't it feel like an antiquated tradition and uh, you know a lot of people say that about going to mass and of course as you know you know we um we try to get to mass every sunday the crazy schedule running is sometimes makes that challenging but the uh as far as ashes are concerned are you going to go get ashes today are you going to um stick with the fasting will you eat meat today does this disrupt your valentine's day plans or have you given yourself dispensation because you got big plans to hit a steakhouse tonight 1-800-283-101.5 is my number we'll start with pat in keensburg What's going on, Pat? Good morning. Good morning. In fact, I'm just getting ready to go over to my church because I'm the sacristan over there. Yeah. So I open up the church and set up every morning. And that's why I can only listen to you till 7 o'clock, unfortunately. But um, Well, I'm happy to have you listen that long, Pat. <laughs> um, so I suggested to our pastor over there, since it's Ash Wednesday and it's Valentine's Day, I said, instead of doing the sign of the cross, I said, hey, can we get a stamper, you know, like the kids use with their stamp pad in shape of a heart and do the ashes that way? How'd that go over? Um, He kind of laughed a little bit and told me I had too much time on my hands. (laughs) That's funny, Pat. So will you fast today? Um. I do, even though I'm over the age that I don't have to. Right, right. At a certain age, you don't have to follow those rules at all. But, but a lot of people do. I mean, my my mother in law. I mean, she's she's going to be eighty two in just a few weeks, and she will. She'll she'll follow it. Yeah. So, all right, Pat. Well, look. Best to everybody at the parish. And uh, do you think you'll be crowded today with people showing up for ashes? Um, it, de- it depends, but like all churches all over, the, the, it's just so dwindling. And it's the young people are just not into the faith the way the older generation was. Yeah. And once we die off, it's like kind of scary. Well, Pat, I think there's going to be a, a, a return to the communities of faith as things get worse and worse. I mean, I think you see what's happening in our schools, and I'll be talking about this after the 7 o'clock hour. They've got a new 
bill that Senators Wicker, who is truly one of the bad guys in Trenton, um, pushing, they, they have mislabeled it, the Freedom to Read Act. But what it really is, is it allows for the school library so-called media specialists to push uh, essentially pornography on kids without any um, any influence from the school board, without any repercussions as far as the state obscenity laws. Uh, it's really, uh, it's one of those things where there's such an assault on parents that I think you're going to see people migrate back to communities of faith. So we'll see. What we need to do is create school choice in New Jersey that will allow parents to make those choices. Do you know, Pat, that 40% of parents around the country want to put their kids in private school, but only 10% are able to afford it? That's what we yeah, got to change in Jersey. Like the the yeah. high schools here in Monmouth County, the, the Catholic high schools, yeah. their, their tuitions are almost as high as what you would pay for right. a year in college. And, and you don't get any break on your taxes. So that, that, that's no. something that we are going to change. So stay tuned. Thanks, Pat. Great to talk to you. Take care. All Bye-bye. right. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. Do we have time? Yeah. Let's go to Giuseppe in Philly. Giuseppe, good morning. Good morning, Bill. Uh, multiple time caller here. All right. Um, good to I have was you. Bapti- I was um, 23. Mm-hmm. I was baptized as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. I just recently found out within the past two years of what the whole Sinead O'Connor thing was. And um, let me just say, I've gone ashes before, but this is the first year that I have uh, transitioned to being a practicing evangelical Presbyterian. And we, we don't do the ashes thing, but, um, you know, I, I could tell you right now that I'm, I'm just never going to do that. And, uh, in fact, I'm just about to light up here with I mean, my, you're talking uh, about Sinead O'Connor back in 1992 when she ripped yeah. up a, a picture yeah. of the Pope. But it was totally yeah. disrespectful. And, and it was, yeah. I mean, it was terrible what she did. I, I you know, and well, here's the thing. If you dare clapped, that audience was so silent. If you dare clapped, you would have been, oh, man, they would have gone hands on with you. But oh, it was, again, but, but the, you know, again, a lot of this was taken out of context, too. And, I, and I've said this for many, many years, that the whole controversy with the sex abuse, um, there was so many things that were, A, overlooked, and B, it was so comparable through the 90s to what was going on in our public schools and I have pointed that out many times the ratio when you talk about what was going on in our public schools during the same time how many teachers were reassigned to those uh, rubber rooms how many teachers were accused of sex abuse hundreds and hundreds the, the problem Giuseppe and I've said this over and over again we have a problem in America with child sex abuse. The Catholic Church took the brunt of that because the expectations were held much higher because your priests are are taking this abstinence vow. But but the reality is we have this problem in our medical professions, we have it in our public schools, and ratio-wise, it is far worse in the school systems than it ever was in the Catholic Church. And we have, on average, listen to this, Giuseppe, you're talking about somewhere between 60 and 70 thousand kids are abused annually in this country and you look at that you look at what's going on at the open border etc do people feel good that they tore down the catholic church over something that the church was essentially doing the same thing that the public schools were doing uh you know putting the problem away not alerting law enforcement you were talking, you were right? talking about the book the book problem yep well did you know that they're showing birth videos to people that are 10 years old yeah well 
Yeah, you, that's pretty bad. You know what, Giuseppe? You could make an argument on a birth video that you're looking at something that is at least bio, biological and natural. But we're, when you're talking about the sex acts that are portrayed in books that are available yeah. to to grade schoolers, how are how are people still pushing back on the Catholic Church? Which, by the way, by the way solve the problem you're talking about now single digit complaints from the catholic church the catholic church now works with law enforcement they they absolutely will go after these wayward priests who will abuse kids so the church solved it somebody tell me how the how the public schools have not solved it public schools are sexualizing kids across the country and in new jersey we've got legislators like senator andrews wicker who wants to codify this and make it a law to protect these abusers so i, I gotta tell you giuseppe you got my blood boiling on this i get it but my advice is uh take it out if you if you want to really protest the sex abuse of kids you'll pull your kids out of public school that would be a protest otherwise join me in this fight to replace these school boards with common sense parents and while we're at it we need to go after aggressively any of these senators and members of the assembly that do not stand up to say hey we got to stop the grooming and sexualizing of our children in our public schools it has to end we need school choice in new jersey not vouchers we're talking about education savings accounts that will allow parents to make a true choice and then we need to legally hold these librarians and teachers accountable for what they're pushing on these kids anyway thank you giuseppe for getting me going happy valentine's day gloria i'll get to you first after traffic and weather next 646 6.53 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls, 1-800-283-101.5. So today is interesting. It's unique in that it is Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. So if you are uh, Catholic uh, and, and certain uh, Protestant denominations will honor this day by fasting and receiving ashes so my question to you is are you um are you doing that are you it seems old school today doesn't it that that i'm sure the it breaks at a certain age and what's interesting to me is that um some people you heard our young caller earlier giuseppe kind of doing his protest against the church and look i understand it. the church has made many many mistakes over the years and um you know what happened with what was exposed with the sex abuse scandal, um, you, you absolutely had to hold priests and leaders accountable. But what bothers me is that people have moved past that so quickly, and all the while they were attacking the Catholic Church, they were ignoring that a far worse problem existed in our public schools. Hundreds and hundreds of abuse cases reported uh, every year, teachers being moved around, and and hidden from prosecution, hidden from legal accountability, and you know I've written about this uh, over the years. And I, I, you know, if you're going to focus, and I said this the other day, um, in 2010. Now we're going back a few years. There were 70,000 abuse cases in America, child sex abuse, and only nine involved Catholic clergy. So think about that for a minute. 69 and versus 
nine, 69,000 versus nine. Where's the problem? Well, the large part of the problem is in our public school system, and we need to address it. And, and guys, it's getting worse because the Democrats in Trenton, uh, Senator Ruiz, Senator Zwicker, now pushing a bill to essentially codify the sexualizing of your kids. So I'm going to uh, have some of those answers for you on the other side of the news. But my question right now is, um, are you getting ashes today? Are you choosing between Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday? Let's go to Nick in South River. Morning, Nick. How are you? Hi. Um, you know, I just wanted to mention that there's a small minority of Catholics that do not get ashes. Now, we have church tonight, Wednesday. We have what's called pre-sanctified liturgy. And you mentioned the Latin Rite diocese, but there's an overlay uh, the Diocese of, of Passaic, or we call it the Eparchy of Passaic, that followed the Byzantine Rite. So the... And uh, we started our fest on Monday, mm-hmm. um, and there's no meat today, and then um, I'm singing at church. We have our first Lenten service tonight, and we hope to get good attendance. It's kind of been dwindling. So let me understand it. So the Byzantine Rite Catholics do not get ashes. Uh, it's not a part of uh, their tradition. Why? Is it? Is there an opposition to it, or is it just something that... Over the centuries, you haven't done. It wasn't done in the East, and uh, it, they, they quoted, I guess, the scriptures saying, you know, if you're fasting, don't show that you're fasting, you know, so to speak. You know, um, I don't know exactly what scripture that, you know, that was, but um, it says don't, you know, don't, like, show your faces that you're fasting. In other words, keep it a secret. And, um, you know, our pastor said that, you know, it's not a, about losing weight and self-improvement, although that's part of it. He says it's about our relationship with God. Yeah. You know? So it kind of it's a, a private spiritual thing relationship. With so God. in other words, it, like uh, you're you're wearing it literally on your forehead. Hey, I'm a Catholic. Hey, I'm fasting today. Look at my ashes. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. And um, well, it is not an obligation, Nick, for any Catholic. It is not a sacrament. Getting ashes is a uh, tradition, but it's not it's not a holy day of obligation. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for making that clear. I don't think we have a holy day of obligation either, but it's. Uh, it, we do have, you know, full liturgical services, and um, during Lent in the week on the weekdays they pre-sanctify the uh, the communion. In other words, they don't consecrate it; they already they have it. You know, so it's a little different. It's uh, interesting. I, yeah. I, I I think that's and that's one of the things that we've got to fight to protect those differences in religions and and allow communities of faith to practice their faith as they as they choose. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And one of the things that the Pope restored, Pope Francis, which um, we're really grateful for, is the married clergy. My pastor is married. He has a family. And perhaps his children might become priests someday. You know, and this was just recently restored. I don't know if it's a well, pilot program. Yeah, I, I don't believe that is universal, but uh, that is it. Boy, you could go down a whole rabbit hole on having that. It's interesting that you're coming from a very ancient tradition of not getting... Um, ashes, but embrace the modernity in the church of this push to have priests getting married. Uh, we'll respectfully uh, disagree on that point. I don't. Uh, I don't agree with that. But I. But I at least accept that there's a there's a conversation to be had. Nick, yeah, gotta we- jump. Look, happy Valentine's Day, and uh, thanks for sharing that different perspective. Okay, other side of the news. I'll be joined by a friend of mine who is fighting hard and wants you to know what is behind this bill. It's going to be talked about tomorrow in the legislature. Uh, They are coming for your kids again, again. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. We'll still take calls on your plans for Valentine's Day or Ash Wednesday. You getting ashes today? 6.58. Eric Scott with the news next.
710 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls, 1-800-283-101.5. So Trenton Politico's at it again, the Democratic majority in the legislature. Now in an effort to reduce the power of local school boards, they're pushing a new bill. It's called Senate Bill S-2421. It's labeled in classic Orwellian fashion, the Freedom to Read Act. But what it really does is strips the power of the local elected school boards and empowers school librarians, or what they're calling, quote, library media specialists. These specialists will have the final say on what materials are available in the student libraries and available to the kids. That includes all the sexualized materials that we've been pushing back uh, on for years. And as you know, we've made major grounds. I mean, hundreds of school boards with our common sense push and partnerships with uh, some great organizations across the state. Um, we've been able to flip hundreds of these school board seats. And what that means is dozens of school boards are now pushing back saying, hey, stop sexualizing our kids. Get this garbage porn out of our schools. And now led by Andrew Zwicker, who's the senator in Princeton, and Teresa Ruiz, they are pushing a bill that would essentially take all the power away from the local elected officials, put it into these school librarians, and that's it, guys. Your public schools will be, you will have codified the sexualizing of your kids. Think about that. Joining me now, one of the uh, uh, great voices of reason on this his name is greg quinlan he's with garden state families and uh he's uh he's got an action plan greg good morning and welcome back to new jersey 101.5 well thank you bill pardon my raspy voice that's all right you've been fighting for weeks on this tell me what this bill if it passes would mean to new jersey parents and children well, now New Jersey schools will become public schools, which I call government schools, will become uh, a places for the sexualization of your children. This is exactly what's going on in public schools. And that's what's been happening now for the last several years under the Murphy administration, particularly with the help of his wife and people like Andrew Zwicker and Teresa Ruiz. So uh, they're going to change the law to exempt all educators, not just the librarians, but teachers too, from uh, obscene material for in the state law, but that's not going to exempt them federally. So tell me what that means. Well, what that means is, is there are laws right now on the books and the Supreme Court of the United States would say, we're gonna publish something today on uh, the Center for Garden State Families, <clears throat> that where you have case after case, Ward versus Illinois, you have Miller versus California, where the Supreme Court says that it defines what obscenity is and says that, that no one is, is exempt from pandering obscenity to a minor, from sexually exploiting a minor. And this is where the, it's going to meet the road here. Whether they pass this bill or not, and I pray God they don't, but if they do, then we go to federal court. Good. So we're going to come after these guys. I mean, it is it is absolutely outrageous. I I have posted some links to some of the material that we're talking about, and and Greg, it's nothing short of pornography. I mean, it's it is it's it's, it's people engaged in sex acts, and it's available to any of these kids that are in the library. So some you're talking about uh, grade schoolers. Not like we're not talking about a a high school sex education class, which we could argue. Uh, some of that material one way or the other. 
But wow, we're talking about very serious stuff that some Republican senators like Holly Shapizzi has brought up uh, that she was shocked two years ago to find out that uh, they were there were you know naked depictions and sex acts in school books. Holly's been a real a, a real soldier in this fight. Yeah, I agree. So if our legislature was so sure about the positive quality, and that's one of the words they use, the phrase they use, positive quality of the obscene material being presented in our schools as being educational. Yeah. And they want to insulate teachers and administrators from legal liability. They argue that they want to protect teachers and librarians, administrators from harassment from parents, which is ridiculous. If these individuals are being genuinely harassed and they can file a complaint with local law enforcement, this bill cannot protect anyone from being harassed. And again, parents are now become the enemy of the state. That's our problem. And what I would urge people to do is to call Andrews Wicker. Call his office, 908-308-8672. 908-308-8672, and that's Andrews Wicker. And if you'd like to get involved and to, make, and to comment to your legislator, go to GardenStateFamilies.org backslash action-alert. GardenStateFamilies.org backslash action-alert. I will take you directly to your legislators where you can voice your opinion on this. Here, give, give me that one more time. It's, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the post that I'm writing. I'm going to have this up before the uh, end of the show so that we can get people the action because I also want to remind people that Senator Vingo Powell is the Democrat head of the Education Committee. You ought to, you ought to flood his lines today as well. 732-695-3371. Every parent listening to my voice right now should pick up the phone, call these two legislators and say, enough, stop with the sexualizing of our kids. All right, uh, Greg, I've got to jump, but give me that website one more time for your action items. Garden State Families, plural, gardenstatefamilies.org backslash action dash alert. Action dash alert. I will uh, do me a favor. If you guys can tweet that out before uh, 8 o'clock, I will have it shared, retweeted. We'll get it out there, and I'll put it in the post on the website today. And then let's check in uh, tomorrow after the hearing, uh, which takes place at 11 o'clock at the State House. I'll have, I'll have the location published as well, and let's talk this through over the next uh, couple of days. All right. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. You're a champion on this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg. You take care. That's Greg Quinlan with Garden State Families, one of the voices of reason. I'll have all that information posted to nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia shortly. 717. Fast traffic instant weather next. New Jersey 101.5. Mike Lindell and my pillow employee. 723 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So, you know, it's a serious subject, and I want to talk to moms and dads out there because uh, what's happened in our school system is awful. First of all, uh, just to bring you up to speed, the Senate Education Committee, led by Vingo Powell, who is a state senator in Monmouth County, will take up a bill tomorrow, Senate Bill uh, S-2421. This is being called, in classic Orwellian fashion, the Freedom to Read Act. And what they're trying to do is get the alphabet soup mafia to let you think that this is about protecting uh, gay kids and, you know, LGBT community. It's all nonsense. It's, it's about it's about keeping parents out of the loop so that the groomers can sexualize your kids. That's that's what this is about. And you've got 
people like Vingo Powell, who authored the first sex curriculum, if you remember, and thank you to the 70,000 parents that flooded his emails when we put the all call out. It actually forced him to call the governor and say, we need to revisit the age appropriateness of this. And Vin has not, as I've seen, signed on to this bill, but... Uh, let's hope he doesn't. And uh, and just in case Finn Gopal is thinking about it, uh, let me give you his office number, 732-695-3371. I will also link to his legislative website. Uh, fill out the form. Flood his inbox. I mean, you got to make sure these legislators don't have a moment's rest. And I want to say something about Vin Gopal. Vin is a Democrat. And he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of my other friend, Bob Singer, great state senator, Monmouth and Ocean County. And, and Bob, Vin, and I have had some very productive conversations. And it is important in New Jersey to be able to work across the aisle. And if you've got anyone that may someday hold a statewide office, well, you're not going to be able to implement any meaningful changes in the first year or two without working with the majority Democrats. Now, that said... We were willing, ready, aggressively ready to help the Monmouth County Republicans win in the 11th district. And let me tell you what happened. The 11th district is Vin Gopal's district. He had, a, he had a candidate that was running against him, a guy that was such a flawed candidate, had ties to win, win power, total hypocrite, right? And the chairman of the Monmouth County Republicans, who also serves as the sheriff, who I have rightfully called uh, part of the... Uh, the backroom cabal, I think it's the height of corruption to hold a state party or a, a party leadership job and the top law enforcement job. I think that kind of a conflict is almost a definition of political corruption. But that aside, because of the chairman's personal animosity to me, he told the candidate, the Republican candidate, was not allowed to come on the show. And then, listen to this. The state party chair, Bob Hugan, this guy is such a waste of space. This guy spends $400,000. Who's got $400,000 laying around to pay a pack unrelated to the campaign to go after Vingo Powell using his friendship with me? So they put my picture and Vingo Powell's picture on mailers, and they were using $400,000 put up by the chairman of the Republican Party. Now, we found out. They were mailing both Republicans and Democrats. And the stated goal was, well, if we mail Democrats and say that Gopal is friends with Spadia, the Democrats will say, oh, my God, Vin Gopal is not one of us. He's friends with that crazy guy on the radio. But they also mailed Republicans. And the effort was to hurt me going forward. Well, guys, the opposite happened. Not only did Republican voters turn out for Vin Gopal because they were basically being told in this mailer that Vin and I are friends, so therefore maybe Vin's not that bad. And according to uh, Vin's campaign, they won 30% of the Republican votes in Monmouth County. So you want to know why the Monmouth County Republicans are, are right now slipping and losing control in towns and, and took the worst beating among Republicans across the state? Vin Gopal won by 22 points in red Monmouth County. And Vin is the author of the sex curriculum. Come on. What, what are we doing? Guys, you need to join me in this fight and this pushback. You can be friends with somebody. You can have a conversation with somebody across the aisle because you're going to have to work with them eventually. However, you call them out when they're wrong. And Vim was wrong back in the summer of 2021 pushing this sex curriculum. And 
He's not wrong to have the hearing on Thursday. But you need to let Senator Vingo Powell know that as a parent, as an educator, you're not going to stand for the continued sexualization of our kids. Vingo Powell's number is 732-695-3371. On the other side, I'll give you all the other numbers. I'm going to post it on the website soon so that you can, as parents, speak out on this egregious assault on parental rights and kids. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. I hope you understand I needed to explain to you what's been happening so you get the details and have the right perspective. 728, Eric Scott with the news. Seven thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning, I am Bill Spadia with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. I want to thank, I want to thank my friend Greg Quinlan uh, for joining us uh, to talk about the latest Trenton power grab. Yes, they're after your kids. The Democratic majority is after your kids now. The two nefarious characters that are leading the charge: Senator Andrew Zwicker, nine zero eight four zero three. 8672, and Senator Teresa Ruiz, 973-484-1000. I am, they are the two that are leading the charge on the bill. Now, the other senator that is has not expressed one way or the other, from what I have read or seen, is Senator Vingo Powell, but he happens to be the head of the Education Committee, and his number is 732-695-3371. I'll have all this posted. What I'm hoping is if you guys can start calling now, we could probably fill their office voicemails by 8 o'clock, 8.15. Those three senators should come into a full voicemail today. Their staff should be aggravated that so many people called. And your message is simple. This so-called Freedom to Read Act, not only is it completely Orwellian because it's based on this false premise that somehow mom and dad want to ban books. There's no banning of books. You don't have Hustler magazine in the school classroom. Doesn't mean it's banned. It's not appropriate. So it's it's a lie to call this a book ban. It's not a book ban. Those books are available. You want to go buy these sexualized books? You can go do that. Don't read them to your kids, though. Because there is a fine line. If you're a foster parent and you tried to take some of the sexually explicit books that we are now pushing in our schools... You'd lose custody of that kid. So let's let's not pretend that this is somehow on behalf of the LGBTQ community. It's not. It's ridiculous. Patently absurd. This is about the protecting the groomers who want to sexualize your kid. I call it the right to groom bill. And if it passes, the good news is that the team at Garden State Families will be bringing a lawsuit. But why don't we stop it before then? Fill up the voicemails. Andrew Zwicker, 908-403-8672. Pull over and call him right now and just say, as a concerned parent, citizen, taxpayer, I don't want our kids sexualized. And the idea behind this bill is to take away, look, guys, we won hundreds of school board seats in the last three elections. Those school boards have turned around and pushed back and empowered mom and dad. The state is now saying, wait a minute, we're losing local elections. Let's consolidate power in Trenton and tell you how to raise your kids. That's what's going on. That's why I'm so aggravated about this. 
That's why you need to unload on these guys. Absolutely flood their voicemails. Fill out the form. I will include the link. I just sent this to producer Kristen. It'll go through the corporate bureaucracy nonsense, and then it'll be posted. Uh, hey, Sergio, if you're going to hearing this. Uh, this has to be posted by 9 o'clock, so I'm hoping you're awake. Run it through the chain of command. Everybody that has to see it, Sam, Brian, all of you, I want to have this posted by 9 o'clock so that folks can start uh, calling and clicking on this link. My number is 1-800-283-101.5. What do you think we need to do in this state to turn it around? I say it starts with protecting mom and dad and kids and shutting down this radical agenda. Why is Senator Andrew Zwicker so interested in teaching sex acts to children? Why is no one asking that question? Andrew, why are you so interested in sexualizing kids? Should we be asking other questions? Let's go to Sam and Lyndon. What's going on, Sam? Um I'm going to short Gary time. I think that they they need to be vetted. We do have to go back in their history. We have to get a journal journalist to come and see what they're in the dirt and they have. Sam, the problem is that the journalists are not journalists. They're they're most of them are hacks. And the the challenge is that the the journalists, so-called journalists in New Jersey, they are all about uh, putting up stories that have shock value for clicks. They're not, look at, look at the ridiculous questions that were asked of Governor Murphy through the entire time of the lockdowns. Nobody challenged him. Not one journalist stood up and said, guys, we know irrefutable evidence that the masks don't work, yet you are pushing them on kids. Why are you doing it? Nobody stood up during the June 2021 push or the June 20 push through 2022 to push this sexualized curriculum. Nobody stood up and asked the question I just asked. Why are you so interested in sexualizing children? What 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 else do we need to know? Right, Sam? I what well, that's the problem. So I'm gonna ask these questions. I'm gonna push it. But Sam, it only happens if parents like you call them and and express your anger. Their voicemails should be filled with angry parents' comments about why this bill needs to go down in flames. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Have a great rest of your day. All right, everybody else hang in there. Uh, are you with me on this? Have you, uh, and I, if you've called, uh, let's start with Zwicker. Let's fill his voicemail first. 908-403-8672. And uh, I'd like to hear from the first person that gets uh, the busy signal or when gets the message that the voicemail is filled. Our record filling voicemails of legislators is about 25 minutes. So let's, let's beat that if we can. Andrew Zwicker, 908-403-8672. Tell him to stop sexualizing our kids. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 744 is the time. Traffic on with the next. Oh. 752 on New Jersey 101.5. So apparently the first number we gave for Andrews Wicker disconnected, so that didn't take long. Let me give you the number that we've got on his uh, Senate website. 908-308-8672. That's 908 908- 308-8672. Let's try to fill his voicemail. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Andrew Zwicker is the prime sponsor for a bill that I'm calling uh, the Protection of the Right to Groom Kids bill. They want to call it the Freedom to Read Act. But the reality is, and we know how this stuff goes, that that we've had tremendous success since the legislature tried to sexualize 
the curriculum in the schools back in June of 2020. And this fight has resulted in hundreds of new parents um, never running for office before getting elected to school boards. So what's happened is in this Freedom to Read Act, this Orwellian act led by Senator Andrew Zwicker, what, what happened was they want to take away the power of the school boards and say that the mandates will come from the librarians or what they're calling the library media specialists to decide what's appropriate reading material, which includes the sexualized material that we've been exposing now for years. And you've got some good folks out there. My friend Holly Shapizi, state senator of Bergen County, was among the first to call this curriculum out. Um, I expect that every Republican will vote against this, but that's not enough. We need the Democrats to wake up, and I'm going to give you three names. Andrew Zwicker and Teresa Ruiz. Those two senators are sponsoring this bill. And Vin Gopal is the head of the Education Committee who will see this. So I want to just give you Andrew Zwicker's number. Let's load up his voicemail first. It's 908 308 8672. That's 908-308-8672. Let's make sure that he hears from you. And as parents, the message is simple. Guys, why are you so interested in pushing sexualized materials, including depictions of sex acts between older and younger participants on children? Why? This is not about biology. This is not about the rights of individuals to um, to practice whatever they want to do as adults. It's not about uh, the LGB community. No, it is about a radical agenda to remove the power of parents and school boards. They did not like that we acted and pushed back and won hundreds of seats across the state. They want to make parents the bad guys. And and look, guys, you went through this with COVID. You went through it with the, the panic and the masks and the nonsense. Once they can tell your kids what to read, whether you like it or not, once they can force a shot on your kid, once they can force um, a medical device on your kid, it's not, th- these are not your kids. That's how the state of New Jersey views this. It's the the kids are of the collective. Guys, this is an enormous problem. But specifically, this so-called Freedom to Read Act is flawed at multiple levels. The first, the school boards are elected by local parents, and we believe in home rule in New Jersey. To a certain extent, not to usurp people's rights, obviously. The second issue is that you will have no say in what the curriculum is going to be. And the challenge, of course, with that is once you lose the power of the school boards and the parents become the enemy, they then can define what harassment is. The whole push of this bill is we need our librarians to not be harassed. Well, guys, they may consider your calling a legislator harassment if they can get away with this. You've got to exercise your right. Let's lock up Zwicker's phone lines today. They should not be able to get any work done before they with until they withdraw this bill 908-308-8672 908-308-8672 let andrew zwicker 
No, ask him the question. Why is he so interested in promoting sex acts to children? I think it's a valid question of a guy that is an elected state senator. It's out, outrageous. He works for uh, Princeton Plasma Physics. I wonder how his Princeton University employers would feel about what this guy is doing in the legislature. It's amazing to me because, guys, you will be held accountable. Police officers are held accountable to their Facebook posts, but a guy like Andrew Zwicker can push the sexualized agenda on the kids and have no consequences? Outrageous. Light him up. 908 308 8672. It's 757. Eric Scott, come back with the news next. Day 10 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia with you until 10 o'clock this morning. I want to thank everybody who is calling uh, Andrews Wicker's number. Andrews Wicker is a senator in central Jersey. Um, works, I believe, for Princeton Plasma at, at the university. He uh, He's a radical, radical leftist. And he is the chief sponsor for a bill that they have called in a very Orwellian fashion the Freedom to Read Act. Now, they're doing that because the far left has pushed what they've called the book ban, blaming parents from wanting to ban books from school, which is patently absurd. Nobody's banning books. Ever since there has been school, there has been an appropriate level, grade level, age-appropriate material content level. You don't have Hustler magazine being distributed in school libraries. That's not a ban on the magazine, although I don't even know if that exists anymore. Uh, but it's not a ban on it. It's just not allowed in school. What Andrews Wicker and his cohort, Teresa Ruiz, are pushing is an empowerment of librarians, or what they're calling library media specialists, to have the sole authority to decide what is appropriate for your children in school and make it illegal for you as a parent to, what they're defining as, harass them. So that means you got to be silent. You're not allowed to show up. And and here's the, the worst part of it. For the last three years, we've been focused, as you know, with our common sense movement, our various organizations, on electing school board members. We've been successful in helping hundreds of school board members win their local election. That has resulted in school boards across the state pushing back on the Department of Education mandates and refusing to sexualize the kids in their school districts. So what's the answer from the governor's allies and radical Andrews Wicker? Let's take the school boards out of it. Let's pass a law that will remove the power of the school board because they will not be able to have any influence over what's happening in terms of reading material to your kids. It's very dangerous. So I'm asking you to call Andrews Wicker's office, 908-308-8672. Let's go to Steve in Eatontown. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you? Hey, Bill. I, I'm good. How you doing? Good. So you called the number. What happened? Yeah, it just rings and rings and rings. And <laughs> so they must have disabled the voicemail. Um, <laughs> of course. It only took, what, 10 minutes? Know. Maybe a record well, for Bill, us. Bill, Bill, isn't this criminal? Isn't Should be. This, I yeah. mean, pedophi- pedophilia is, cri- is a crime. Of course. Well, that's why, look, Steve, that's why Garden State families will end up in court over this. We're going to win this, but we have to go through so much garbage. It's like walking barefoot over broken glass to get anything done in this state to protect parents and kids. 
I, I, I think it's a legitimate question of Andrews Wicker. Why is he so interested in young children and sex books? That is a legitimate question to ask. Um, it is a question that we asked of the legislators who supported the nonsense that Vin Gopal had sponsored. And if you remember, Steve, um, yes, I've known Vin for years. Yes, I consider him a friend. No, we don't agree on most policy issues. That said, we flooded his inbox. Tens of thousands of parents spoke up and, and fought back because they didn't want their kids sexualized. Why? Because you're right, Steve. How much more of this pedophile behavior is going to be encouraged in this country when we recognize there are between 60 and 70,000 children who are abused every year? Why, why is this even a thing? What, what, is, okay. what is going to be accomplished by pushing books depicting sex acts on young children? I have no idea. I wonder if he has children of his own. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know the guy. He's a weird dude. Um, in a yeah. funny twist of uh, just right place, right time, or wrong place, wrong time. When uh, <laughs> when we um, when Bucky Buck and Fuso, friend of mine, in Mercer County, ran for sheriff, great guy. He did his after party on election night at Conti's Pizza. And I didn't realize it. I walked in, and they were celebratory, even though they were losing. It was a fun night. You know, he's, he's he knows the owners, and it's just a good, great group of people. Conti's in Princeton. Zwicker was doing his party there, so it was odd walking in, and just he's just a strange, strange guy. Like you would have thought he would have had some nice words or been normal. Nope they they kind of kept themselves in one corner of the bar. Um, just he's just an oddball, and I, and I think the problem with Andrew Zwicker is he's now empowered Steve because yeah. the Democrats increased their hold over the legislature in this last election because as I had explained earlier, guys like Bob Hugan spent four hundred thousand dollars attacking me. They're so afraid that I am going to run for governor that they're spending their personal fortunes to come after me and all they're doing is making us stronger. I mean it's but but the problem is they're making us stronger. The common sense movement is getting stronger. But these guys that are running for office at the legislative level were all left out to dry. They wouldn't let them come on the show as their personal attack on me. Well, it didn't hurt me. Our audience is still the largest in the state. It hurt the guys that nobody's ever heard of. Anyway, what are you going to do, right? So, two, quick, two quick things, Bill. Yeah. One, yeah, I wish you would. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I'll keep you posted. Us Republicans have to stop being so lazy and, and, and just sitting back. We have to. We have to move. Yes. We have to do things. We got to fight. Number two, um, I used to work in the uh, the whole political elections arena, and the grassroots with the school boards is the way to go. That's how you build. That's it. So, that Steve, right thing, because of our success at the school board level, that's why Zwicker is now coming after the school boards. This bill yes. will effectively eliminate any power the elected school board has. Has to be stopped. Yes. It's totally unconstitutional. Let's let Andrew Zwicker have it. Uh, 908-308-8672. And then after traffic and weather, I'll give you Teresa Ruiz's number. Let's make sure this number is locked up and not functioning now. And then we're going to move to Teresa Ruiz after traffic and weather next, 817. 823 on New Jersey, 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. All right, good news for you. Uh, Andrew Zwicker's voicemail, officially full. 908-308-8672. Took us 
Took us like, tw- I'm going to go with like 26 minutes. So it's not a record, but still pretty good. His voicemail's full. So let's turn our attention to Teresa Ruiz. Teresa Ruiz, another one. She is the prime co-sponsor on Senators Wicker's uh, Let's Protect the Groomers and Push Sex Books on Children bill. They called it the Freedom to Read Act. That is as Orwellian as it gets. Don't let them intimidate you, mom and dad. You are the ones in charge of raising your kids. You are the ones that need to be aware of what's going on in the schools. You are the ones that sent new school board members by the hundreds. We've tracked more than 400 school board members across the state that have been uh, have won an election in the last couple of cycles and have been brand new voices on boards of education across the state. So what is Zwicker and Ruiz and the Democratic majority led by the governor? What do they do? They're like, well, we can't afford to have all these parents in charge of the boards of education. So let's take away the power. So this so-called Orwellian Freedom to Read Act empowers the library media specialist, whatever the heck that is, to decide what is appropriate. And then implement it and be absolutely immune from any legal consequence and, get this, protected from harassment. Now, you might say, wait a minute, we want to protect everyone from harassment. Well, there are already laws on the books that you can't harass another person or they can call law enforcement. What this does is allows these librarians to define harassment as mom or dad calling the library or calling the school Or showing up in a school board meeting. They are literally trying to divide you and put a wall between you and your kids. Cannot happen. So, Teresa Ruiz needs a wake-up call. Let's let's, uh, let's light her up and fill up her voicemail. Let's see if we can beat 27 minutes. I think we can do it in 20. What do you think? 973-484-1000. Call me as soon as you get that voicemail is full. Call her and tell her, stop sexualizing the kids withdraw the freedom to read act it is time to get the sex acts out of in out of our schools immediately this is this has gone way too far and it's been gone it's going too far and it's been going this far for far too long we need to empower mom and dad we need to protect the kids from these sexual groomers enough already enough with the alphabet soup mafia trying to Take these kids, confuse them on gender, and sexualize them before many of them have even hit puberty. Come on. This is, this is nuts. Teresa Ruiz, 973-484-1000. 973-484-1000. Let's light her up. 826. Eric Scott with your news next. Thirty-eight on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So um, our next target was Teresa Ruiz. She is a co-sponsor of Andrews Wicker's bill that they have inappropriately and uh, in a very Orwellian fashion named the Freedom to Read Act. What it is, uh, put simply, takes away the power of the school boards to control what's happening in the libraries. Empowers the librarians to decide what's going to be uh, given out to the kids, and it's all a reaction to this false narrative that somehow uh, conservative parents, normal parents, we're going to call you, normal parents, you're not normal if you want to sexualize your kids, and uh, you probably need a visit from law enforcement. Uh, but beyond that, we're talking about normal parents will not be allowed 
to even so much as approach or call or discuss the sexual books in the library because not only does this Freedom to Read Act take away the power of the school board and puts 100% of the power mandated through Trenton into the hands of the librarian, but it will add something about protecting the librarians from harassment. The problem is everyone's protected from harassment. You can call the cops today if someone's harassing you. This will redefine harassment as anything you do to speak out in favor of your kids. So let's call Teresa Ruiz. We filled up Andrews Wicker's voicemail. It took about 26 minutes. Not bad. We're a little slow, but I get it. It's a holiday. Um, Zwicker's phone is full. Now we're uh, approaching Teresa Ruiz as the co-sponsor, 973-484-1000. Let's go to Donnie in Browns Mills. Donnie, you left a voicemail. Hey, good morning, Bill. It's your homeless friend, Donnie in Browns Mills. <laughs> you, still, you still homeless? Yeah, and that plot thickens. I'm being accused of trespassing on public property. I can't reconcile that in my brain. So they're, they're about willing to write me a summons. Uh, they're not willing to arrest me. I called the police on myself, and I wanted them to arrest me. They won't. But No, of course not, Donnie. How are you charging your cell phone? Just curious. Uh, I went over to my friend Julie's house, and actually I worked this week. Yeah. So I was in, uh, and it was in Philadelphia in a hotel for a couple of days, and then I was in Cherry Hole for a few days, and I charged up all my battery packs. But anyway, yes, I called her voicemail. Good. And at first, I got a legit busy signal, which I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, right? Old school. <laughs> yeah, old school. And um, I left uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Nice. You know what? I, I you know my own. You know they don't have own. the guts to call. They, we For years, we've offered for these majority Democrats to have an actual conversation, but they won't. They hide behind their power. It's it's you know, but I'll tell you something, Donnie. Interesting times are ahead. If you look at what happened with Andy Kim, who I'm not a fan of. However, Andy Kim represents the assault on the Murphy establishment within the Democratic Party. And he absolutely smoked Tammy Murphy at the Monmouth County Democratic Convention. He's up 12 points in the polls. Um, I think it'd be a nice victory for normal, even though Andy Kim is a radical leftist. But the guy understands constituent service. And I think people are sick and tired of the Murphys and the arrogance. You know, Tammy Murphy was a Republican like 10 minutes ago. People don't realize that. She changed her registration ahead of her husband's run. So she's a, a fraud. And it's like, and, and now she acts like she's uh, the leading Democrat well, what changed? Power changed, Donnie. That's the problem. Zwicker, Ruiz, all of them, they are about the power. They're not about solving the problems. And unfortunately, we've had too many weak Republicans like uh, Sean Golden in Monmouth County, like Bob Hugan at the state party helm, uh, so weak, so ineffective that they continue to lose. We should not even be having this discussion. The Republicans should have taken back a majority in the state Senate. And have they run better candidates? And have they stood behind great uh, leaders, local leaders like Ed Durr? It was the Republican backroom establishment that tanked him. And we all know it. And change is coming. We've got the fastest growing organization with regard to low dollar fundraising and membership, honestly, in the entire Northeast, if not the country, with our common sense movement. And I will tell you, Donnie, better times are ahead. Keep me posted in your situation, too. Thanks for calling. All right, let's go to Terry in Hillsborough. Terry, did you call? Bill, help. Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, yep, I got you. 
Hey, how are you? How you doing these Good. days? Oh. I'm doing great, Terry. But, you know, here we are on Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday, mm -hmm. and I, I, I get alerted to the fact that they're at it again while nobody's paying attention. They want to do this hearing tomorrow to push this ridiculous bill that will take away the power of the school boards. Uh, it's amazing what they, oh, yeah. their arrogance knows no bounds. And yes, you know what? We know that we we know for a fact that Phil Murphy's behind it. He's been behind everything, and he he needs to have the federal statute, Title eighteen, sections twenty two fifty one and fifty two, held against him. And for all the parents out there, if they don't understand what that one is, that's in, that's a whole entire entire summary of endangerment, enticement, coercion, luring, porn, grooming, violating parental rights, mental and child abuse. And here's the deal, Bill. The penalty is all for that. It doesn't matter who they file it against. It's just the school in general. You want to do low level. You want to do board. You want to financially strip them all, go up the chain, get yeah. Murphy, and then take down the entire school board, the whole DAA. Because well, Terry, the way we approach the school board, and I, I'm going to put you on hold before I let you go so you can give that uh, detail, that statute to producer Kristen, because I want to make sure I tweet that out. That's uh, likely the statute that Garden State families will use to sue these guys. And it's very important that we hold them accountable. But our solution was at the ballot box. Everybody talks about election integrity and, oh, my God, there's cheating. You can't get a fair election. Let me tell you something, Terry. We had fair elections at the local level and won hundreds of school board seats because we focused locally. Had the Republican establishment, like guys like Bob Hugan and Sean Golden, focused on actually empowering voters, registering new voters, using the power of that we have here with the largest audience in the state, the Republicans might be in the majority today and we wouldn't even be talking about this. But they screwed it up, so we've got to go in and fix it for them, and we're going to. So, Terry, hang tight. Uh, do me a favor. I'm going to put you on hold. Producer Kristen will get that info from you because I want to be able to use that, and I'm sure that's what Greg Quinlan and Garden State families are going to use. But I'd like to beat this tomorrow in the committee and if enough people call these legislators and let them hear a piece of your mind about stop taking away the power of the school boards stop coming after our parents stop trying to drive a wedge between mom and dad and little johnny and jenny stop trying to sexualize the kids stop trying to confuse johnny and let him think that he might be jenny it's all a political radical agenda it's got to stop so it starts today by calling Senator Teresa Ruiz at 973-484-1000. Yep. And Call. you know what? Just Thanks, yeah. Terry. All right. Yo, sorry. I got to jump. 846. Fast traffic instant weather. It's 854 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. With you until 10 o'clock this morning. So um, I'm hoping you're calling now Senator Teresa Ruiz at 973-484-1000. Uh, we want to fill up the voicemails and let them hear our voice. The idea that Andrews Wicker and Teresa Ruiz have, have gotten together on a bill that will force the uh, parents out of the picture, infuse the sexualized curriculum and inappropriate books depicting sex acts in our school libraries. And if a parent complains, you could be guilty of harassment. And by the way, the entire bill, which is very Orwellian, called the Freedom to Read Act, uh, pretends that there's some effort to ban books. It's, that's just not true. It, when you don't allow a pornographic book in a school, that's not banning the book. It's keeping inappropriate material away from children. It's even, I, any, any, there's no thinking adult that doesn't understand that. They're choosing 
to spin this in a way to make you look bad because you want to keep the sex acts away from kids. And you really have to ask yourself, Teresa Ruiz, Andrew Zwicker, why are you guys so focused on sexualizing children? What other questions do we need to be asking about what's going on in your brains? Is there something else happening here? Because it's very interesting to me that the Democratic majority is so focused on sexualizing children. We have words for that, you know. Let's go to Dana in Manahawkin. Hey, Dana. What do you think, Dana? Oh, Bill, I'm sorry. It's Deb. Oh, Deb. How are you, doll? Good. How are you doing, Deb? Great. We got to give the power back to the people. Agreed. The The courts operate under fraud. They're under the U.N. wartime military maritime flag with the yellow cord and tassel. That represents the law of the sea. You can look in any courtroom. And Well, I'll say this, Deb. I'll say this, Deb, that we've had issues with the courts for a while. I've talked about this. One of the reasons that we started our organizations, one of the reasons why we've got 150,000 members and one of the reasons why the insider cabal is afraid of what I'm going to do next is because they don't like the idea of a common-sense conservative who understands that the power is with the people. We just have to exercise it. Remember, Deb, we were successful in winning hundreds of school board seats. So this is a reaction to parents actually getting elected to the school board. Now Zwicker and Ruiz are saying, wait a minute, we can't allow the school boards to have power because they may take away our power. So they're going after... Uh, the kids and sexualizing them under the guise of tolerance, under the guise of what they call freedom to read. It's outrageous. So, Deb, I would ask if you'd call Teresa Ruiz. We want to get her voicemail full by 9 o'clock, 973-484-1000. Deb, thank you for a little bit of history lesson. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Gary, get to you next on the other side, 857. Eric Scott with the news now. 910 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talk in Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So, Eric, um, as um, as New Jersey is a sanctuary state, so is Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an, an interesting twist on the whole illegal situation. Um, this is a tweet from an account. Uh, this guy, Colin Rugg. I think he's an independent journalist. He said, uh, his quote is, people in the Boston area are now taking in illegal migrants with one woman saying it's awesome because it's like having a private chef. Now, uh, it's got me thinking, is this the wave of the future? You can override any kind of minimum wage law, any kind of employment qualifications. Just open your home. Let the migrant family in and then assign them tasks like you're going to cook, you're going to clean. Uh, this is unbelievable to me. How do, how do these, like, it just, it, it is beyond comprehension. But to your point earlier, you said, what, what did they think was going to happen? They were literally telling people, well, open up your homes. Yeah, I mean, you had Governor Healy declared a state of emergency mm-hmm. um, and urged legal residents to open their homes up to illegal immigrants. And non-governmental groups started holding these seminars about how you could do that and how to host a family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, it, it was it was promoted and sponsored by the Massachusetts government. So how does it work? So now if I hire a private chef in my home, say you're going to live in the basement 
and you're going to cook three squares for the family every day. I would imagine there are some rules in New Jersey on that as far as what you pay them, any kind of a... There, there must be something, right? Well, I don't know. Are you getting around it? Yes, there are rules and regulations about that. I mean, you are supposed to anybody... I mean, even right down to, you know, the person that cleans your home. Um, you know, that is something that should be reported and individuals are technically required to verify citizenship, etc. Remember, um, and, and we don't... We, we only deal with trusted sources right. when it comes to yep. work on our house. Uh, so for those of you listening, the interns who are now taking down everything I say, just so you're aware, <laughs> there's nothing there. But good luck. Um, but but the the um, I remember there was a, a judge, a federal judge who was up for a Supreme Court nomination. I can't remember her name. A younger woman in New York. Clinton was putting her up. She lost the nomination, was was withdrawn because she had someone in her house who was helping, but they didn't pay something on the taxes like it was some tiny well, I mean, nuance it's that's not uncommon there was a whole wave of that at one point where yeah. politicians and other public officials were were taken down because of it so you know massachusetts has what's known as their right to shelter law which means the state has to provide shelter for anybody who needs it that's why they have a, a crisis going on right um in that state and then they started holding these seminars virtual seminars on how citizens can take migrants into their homes. Now, was part of that uh, seminar they were doing like, okay, you get a certain family and they've got a knack for cooking, a certain food you like, well, set them up in the kitchen, baby. I think what they're, you know, what they're going to try to get around that with is, well, look, I mean, we didn't tell them they had to do that. They were right. just grateful for the shelter. So they wanted to help out because now they're part right. of the family. Um, you know, that's, it's a very slippery slope legally when you start going down that path. I, and, and it, it's, I, I don't see how it ends well, either for the families that have been taken in or the families that are taking advantage of Think that. Think about the potential for abuse. You've got two complete strangers, someone that's got a, that is at least has an uncertain future. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. this country is going to look very different if Donald Trump gets elected in November. And you wonder what kind of potential crimes, abuse, sex abuse could be hidden because a family afraid to come out into the light and out of the shadows uh, because for fear of being thrown out of the country. I mean, it's just, I, I, it's almost like they haven't thought this through. It, it almost seems like a an SNL skit or something from the Babylon Bee that, oh, this is great. I'm housing these migrants from Haitian, uh, you know, Haiti, and we're having Haitian meals now served up every night to our right. family. It, it almost sounds like a joke, but it's it's like, it's all, it's a modern indentured servitude. It's it's I have to tell you, it's bad. It, it it's could be bad. Well, I mean, just the law of averages and numbers, right? I mean, you were talking about yeah. you know when they issued this call, what was it a month ago now, yeah. where they started talking about state of emergency, asking for host families. Um, they had more than twenty thousand individuals in state shelter at that time, and that number has only continued to rise. Um, so. You know, how do you, and, and there were questions of it. None of these people had been vetted or verified. So how do you know that they weren't part of a criminal enterprise in the country that they came you from? no idea. It's, you know, you don't have any idea of the, flying, of the backgrounds. They're flying with tickets without names on them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. Um, I, you know, so I, I don't know how that ends well. Um, you know, and in New Jersey, you know, the, the question would be, well, is that something that could happen here? And again, and I wrote about this again this morning at NJ1015.com, we don't know because the governor, 
refuses yeah. to say how many are here, where they're being housed, um, how many more have come, what the cost is to taxpayers, what services are being provided. None of that information has been provided from the Murphy administration. You had the governor that came out at one point and said, well, it's a manageable situation when we first started learning about these buses coming in. Then he joined New York's governor and a couple of other governors from Democratic states that said, you need to give us billions of dollars because this is an expensive problem for us. Well, is it manageable or is it not? Right. Well, yes. And, and what does the who's the money going to? Where does it stop? How many? Now, is it wrong that the minute I read this story, I thought I'd like to have like a French family come. I love French food, like some really <laughs> good cream sauces. I'm just thinking of some kind of a mushroom cream oh, yeah. chicken. That's where my mind went. I know. Is that wrong? Well, because it. But why do you think people are hosting these families? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that there are a certain percentage of them that are altruistic. Um, and yeah. you know, very progressive yeah. that are like, okay, this right. is my duty. But there Somewhere are others like, that are like, wow, free help. Free help, someone to clean and cook. I mean, it's just nuts. Would you house an illegal migrant family in your home? 1-800-283-101.5-917. Fast driving and sit with an arrow. 923 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Let's jump right back into it. So the governor of Boston saying, hey. You got to put these people somewhere, illegal migrants coming over by the tens of thousands. We don't know how many we have in New Jersey. It's only a matter of time before Governor Murphy tells you, why don't you house them in your house? Now, I'm thinking there's a bright side to this. Woman in Massachusetts, when asked about being a host home, she said it's awesome because it's like having their own private chef. So that's going on. So do you get to pick the country they're from? Because I like certain foods over other foods. Like, they've got a Haitian family. Haitian food is good. But if I had my, I'd rather pick, like, Italian or French. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe some Tex-Mex. I don't know. What do you think? Michael in New Brunswick. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How are you? Morning. So what do you think? You know, I'm all for, you know, the humanitarian, you know, logic behind this. But let's, let's be in reality for a minute. You have a spare bedroom in your house, and you're going to invite a... Un, presumably undocumented immigrant, you have no idea about their past, into your spare bedroom with your family, children. I I don't think that this is a good idea. I think for anybody who's been displaced for whatever reason and shuttled into the state, you could be facing anybody who could be mentally unstable, a criminal, addicted to drugs. No vetting at all, Michael. There's no vetting. You try to be unvetted and come through customs without your passport returning from another country, and they'll hold you like any common criminal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You walk across the Rio Grande. Come on in, baby. That's yeah. it. But, but I'm thinking of the other side. Like, you know, maybe there's a migrant French family out there that, that understands the, you know, cassoulet and some of the really finer French foods. Maybe they come with some bread and cheese. I'm just thinking there's a positive here. No, no. Hey, I'm thinking the same with maybe a beautiful Ukrainian girl, hopefully. And, and there you go, Michael. It's becomes, it becomes a dating app. All right, man. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you. Let's go to Fred and Freehold. What's going on, Fred? What do you think? Uh, how you doing, Bill? Good morning. Morning. Opening up your home to the illegals? Uh, no, I don't think I'll be doing that. You yeah. know, these people are coming in unvetted and you don't know who they are. You know, you invite somebody in your house who's already committed an illegal act. Yeah. So I think you'll be committing an illegal act then also. Um, you know, our government is not protecting us. They want us to pay for everything. 
their uh, illicit deeds. No, nah, it's not for me. Yeah, I, I hear you. Although I got enticed by this idea of the private chef. I think maybe the Massachusetts left has, has something there. Can you imagine, after all the left claims they stand for, to then essentially take these migrants in as indentured servants? I mean, it's just, it, it, it blows your mind, the hypocrisy. It's nuts. Nah. Right? They wear, they wear two masks. Forget it. Yeah, there you go. All right, Fred. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Linda, Gary, I'll get to you guys first. After... Well, let's do the news with Eric Scott next. 9.38 on New Jersey 101.5. Let me jump right back into it. So illegal migrants, we've got a huge problem across the country. Sanctuary states are the biggest problem. In Massachusetts, the governor's asked people to house illegal migrants in their home. One woman interviewed said, it's awesome. Her words, I now have a private chef. Now, am I the only one that thought two things? One, hmm, this sounds like indentured servitude. Something will definitely go wrong. And then I thought, I don't know, do we get to pick the migrant origin based on the food that they will be preparing your family? I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe we open up an extra room if a nice French family wants to come in. Make some nice cream sauces. Bring the cheese. Maybe break, bake the baguettes. That's what I'm thinking. Let's go to Matt Freehold. Start us off, Matt. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good, man. What do you think? Uh, so, for, first off, congratulations on your daughter getting married. Uh, Thank you, Matt. I hope you guys had a great time. Oh, God, it was awesome, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate that. Of course, of course. So, my first thought about this is, like, you know, when I was growing up and when most of us were growing up, weren't we always taught don't let strangers into our homes? <laughs> and we're supposed to let them into our bedroom for free? Now you're supposed to talk to them, Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all for helping people out, but why? Why are we focusing on these? You know what, Matt? Know that I'm not for helping out criminals. I'm not for helping everybody. I think that some people belong behind bars, and some people belong in to they deserve what everybody else has to go through, which is follow the legal process. Don't you think, Matt? <laughs> like I they, completely agree. Yeah, I mean, they're making it like this is some humanitarian crisis that we that we are responsible for, and I've got to wreck my quality of life in order to help you. Uh, that is not the society we live in. We live in a society of laws and a constitution, and the only way we can guarantee everyone's freedom and access to prosperity is that everyone follows the same set of rules. So the idea of a wall and a gate it, it means you have a gate and a legal opportunity to come here. Now, I'll tell you, Matt, I am all in favor of changing the legal immigration process because I don't think it should take 10 years and tens of thousands of dollars. That's that's absurd. It should be much easier. But what is happening now is we are being taken advantage of by criminal cartels and a weak Mexican government. And every potential terrorist and human trafficker now knows they have easy access through our southern border. And guys like Governor Murphy are just letting them in. We're paying for their health care. We're paying for their legal bills. We're paying for food and housing. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And that's why we need common sense like you to be running for governor. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. As you know, the thought has crossed my mind. I'll keep you posted. Have a good one, man. Appreciate the kind words about my daughter. Let's go to Joe in Middletown. Joe, you got a great idea about Murphy's house. Yes, um... Uh, you, I, I listen to you a lot. I love the show. And uh, one thing I, I always hear you say is we need politicians who lead by example. And Phil Murphy has a 16,000 square foot home. Yep. It's all on Zillow. It's all public info. 
He's got eight bedrooms, probably more. Uh, someone called into the show, uh, Dennis and Judy, and they were talking about how you know they want to ban the gas stoves. Well, Phil Murphy, uh, someone said that they put in a huge, great cooking kitchen with yeah. a, you know over the range. Of course, he's not perfect. He, he can have. The migrants come cook them, you know, five course yeah. meals and everything. But he needs to lead by example. That's the problem. I would agree. Any, I would think we start with the uber rich. If, if they're willing to do it and set up the camps around their, their yards. I mean, Murphy's got beautiful, sprawling green grass. Uh, I, I don't know if he's got tennis courts, but he's got, a, he's got plenty of room. There's no doubt about it. Let's put a migrant camp right on his front lawn. I'm all in favor. Thanks, Joe. Have a great rest of your day. Let's go to Tony in Yardville. Tony. Hey. Bill. Hey. hey, Bill. These people are criminals coming here illegally. Yes. You're not, you're not supposed to harbor criminals. It's against the law in New Jersey. Plus, I'm wondering with this syphilis spread, this diseases, is this part of the problem? Well, I can tell you that because of the vast number of homeless in California, they've had a return of a lot of terrible diseases. Uh, is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, look, the big issue is this, that that we in America, in order to guarantee our freedom and follow the Constitution, there is a balance. There is some controlled movement. We have to abide by traffic laws. We have to abide by showing our identification and going through security before getting on a plane. You know, and and most reasonable adults say, okay, we don't want anarchy. We want to preserve and protect our freedom. So we're going to follow some of the rules. Now, the rules of late have gone wacky. I mean, the mask thing, the, the forced vax for COVID, all that was was over the top. But, but again, the courts will decide that. I believe that's why we have a backlash and we're going to elect President Trump, if it's fair, in, in 2024. And, and we'll see a backlash. But to your point, Tony... Uh, yeah, they, they've broken our laws. They uh, This is an invasion of our country. That's what this is. So you need to repel the invaders, not house them in your home. And obviously I was being a little tongue-in-cheek, but it did occur to me that having a private chef wouldn't be a terrible idea. Tony, thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Let's go to Linda in Kingston. Linda, I think I may Hi, agree with you. How are you doing? What do you think? This has gone over the top, huh? Well, first of all, I... It's definitely gone over the top. I agree with you about um, illegal migrants. There should not be illegal migrants. They should be legal. They should ha either have a sponsor or a job here. Yes. They shouldn't have to go through the whole arduous thing, like you said. Right. But there should be no illegal migrants. And if the way it is now, I agree with the other person who said, like a Murphy's Lawn. If you're rich and you want all these illegal migrants, then... Let them move into your house. Yes. But, but we should be taking care of our people. That's right. Not people from other countries. If we have a lot of poor people, why are we giving free medical care to all these other people? That's but right. also, if, you have, if you're taking somebody into your home, like, you know, these states are suggesting, it's basically just like slavery. You're, you're having them do your cleaning, your cooking, your yard work, et cetera. You're just basically bringing back slavery. Isn't it amazing? And, like, and to suggest that... People are going to complain. The, the illegals are going to complain that they were slaves. No, you, what you know, the next thing that's going to happen, Linda, is the idiots in Massachusetts who've opened their homes to these people, someone's going to sue. You're going to have taxpayer dollars supporting an illegal alien suing an american family because of how they were treated this, this does not stripped 
down. This does not, Linda, you're right. This does not end well. Um, and, and I, you know, short of saying I'd like to have a French chef, you know, kind of stopping in, I could open up parts of our basement. I'm thinking if they want to, uh, create three meals a day, that would be nice. Short of that, this is a problem. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 945 is the time. Traffic and weather next. Bro. 953 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. So, um, I'm going to wrap this conversation up. I got to get out of here, but, uh, yep, it's actually happening. The governor of Massachusetts, and we're not far behind, uh, asking residents to house illegals. One, uh, one family who's housing illegals in their house spoke up and said, this is awesome. Their words. We now have a private chef. So I'm thinking if there's any illegal French family out there, I mean, it'd be fantastic to have a family coming in and, um, you know, serve as the French chef in our house. I'm thinking like we could do quiche in the, for breakfast, we could do the baguettes. I mean, there's just so many, so many opportunities. The, the, the possibilities are endless. So if anybody knows of, of that, I, I'm certainly open to that conversation. Can you pick the illegals from based on their background and the cuisine that they can prepare? I mean, while we're doing it, right? So anyway, if you want to fight back as a mom and dad, moving on from the illegal immigration, which we are going to solve over the next couple of years, uh, we're going to end the sanctuary state in New Jersey. We're going to end this nonsense. We're going to cut off the funding and stop the madness of losing our sovereignty. We are a border state in New Jersey. I've been saying it for a couple of years now. Thankfully, we've got great congressmen like Jeff Andrew, Chris Smith, who are fighting back every day. And it is time. And I want to, uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend Tom Kane who a lot of my conservative friends think is a little too liberal, but uh, Tom is certainly someone standing up for American sovereignty and is with us on this issue. Time to end the sanctuary state. Time to end the sexualization of children. Go to the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. Find out what you can do. And thank you, by the way, we locked up the phones of Teresa Ruiz and Andrew Zwicker today. Um, if you want to reach out to these lawmakers and tell them to stop pushing the sexual agenda on our kids, the bill 2421 in the Senate. The hearing is tomorrow. We will be um, on the front lines with that, with the organizations who are fighting back. They are trying to take away the power of the school boards and the parents to impose a sexualized agenda in the name of freedom to read. It's completely Orwellian. We are going to defeat this. Um, I will see you tomorrow. Go to the website in the meantime, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. Have a happy Valentine's Day.
Thanks for listening to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.